For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 147. Whoa. Whoa. What the hell was that? I can't come in hot when we've been gone for so long. My vocal cord's not warmed up after weeks and weeks. It's not the only reason. It's not the only reason. What? You told me. You told me you'd get scolded if you were too loud. No, but I also told you that I... a new little baby in the house. Oh, that's true. Okay, this is a lot being thrown my way, and so I'll have to explain. <laughs> I got a Tell dog. Tell these stories. And the dog is the cutest dog. It's a two-year-old rescue, and so like a big adult dog that barks at me and is great. And I love her, and she's the best, and her name is Sprinkles. But I also was told not to be too loud on the podcast, or else my wife would bust into the room and be on the podcast, which would be great. But she wouldn't. Dude. She wouldn't be very happy about it. And Danzig would finally make her appearance. We've been it's waiting true. for that for so long, so long. She does declare. <laughs> it's a callback to a wonderful. No one, one of the <laughs> couple of the longest running jokes on the pod right there. Oh yeah. Just like freaking back to back, and what what are we gonna talk about now? Like uh, just uh, spilling some oranges. Blow starring <laughs> Johnny Depp. Oh, that's uh, the best one. Uh, badmovietwins.com. No, that's badmovietwins.com. <laughs> uh, you guys know I <laughs> People I, are like, you guys have been gone it. for two months, and you come back, and this is this is the shit you're throwing at us right now. Yeah, it's gold. Yeah, it is. It most certainly is. Man, we have been busy. Brahma's been busy. He's That's been true. getting swole. You might not be able to see him right now, but he is looking fly as hell in some like gas station sunglasses or something. What are those things? I don't know, man. They're like Dr. Disrespect. Uh, they almost look like ski goggles. They're so damn big. That's true. Yeah, look, they kind of do. Look like I'm on the slopes right now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> straight face don't you crack a smile i see that lip curling <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah no we've uh we've been a little bit busy some of us busier than others i don't know what that's supposed to mean yeah me um, with my dog i'm the, who's the least busy here then i'm gonna say kyle that's true i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess or are you saying here or are you saying i was gonna guess just alex but Oh yeah, for that sure. Was... <laughs> <laughs> of the the submersion, I mean, at, at this point, extended family. He hasn't been on the the show in so long. But, is... but of the submersion extended family, the Alex definitely the least busy of this group. Zach, yeah. Zach sounds super busy. Sure. Jamie, just a preeminent research scientist out there, and badmovietwins.com, keeping them busy. Kyle. Sure. About to Just be a father doing, of two. My God. God. Working on my bowling game like crazy. That's true. You just getting super popular with your streams, just shelling out the big bucks, making the big bucks. You know it, man. Twitch.tv slash Brahmatron or betacuckinvestments.com. Wait, what's that? Betacuckinvestments.com. Oh, I got it that time. Yeah. Check us out, man. Go. I didn't forget about the little guys, though. That's why I'm tuning in. And I'm joining you guys to recap this uh, this film tonight. Film, 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 film. Is this a film? Yeah, it's a made-for-TV film. You've heard the term. Made-for-TV like two-parter. Like yeah, miniseries. <laughs> made-for-TV two-part mini-film. Yeah. Mega, mega film. You've heard mini the term mega before. Film. The mini-mega? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have. We definitely have. So, is it time, man? Is it? It is. It's time. It We've is. done enough just what we call witty banter. Yes. Yes. Let's go. Dive, 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 dive. 
what began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. We are back in more ways than one. It's been about two months. And when we came back, we said we had to do an extremely long mini mega movie made for TV thing. Yeah. Something that no one has watched or will watch. That's what we said. That's, I mean, that's not wrong. It's not incorrect. I don't know who would be out here watching this. Not anymore. But, I mean, uh, it was a ba- it was nominated for a BAFTA, so I guess it was known in Britain maybe at the time, but not uh, not something people are seeking out other than us anymore. It did have it did have some people I did recognize in it though. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, absolutely, definitely. Andrew Buchan from yeah. uh, Broadchurch, Franca Potenta from uh, The Born Identity. Run the Run. Bri- yep. Brian Cox from the X-Men movies. And right, most God- famous for the X-Men movies. Absolutely. And God-tier submarine film superstar Thomas Kretschmann. Now, I do have a, from this point of view, I did have a question for you guys. So Brian Cox currently is on Secession, which is maybe the hottest show on television. Do, you, do either of you watch Secession? No. Never heard of it. See, this is the thing. And I, like, so someone mentioned the other day, oh, it's the biggest uh, show on television since Game of Thrones. And I'm like, really? Like, I actually don't know anyone who watches it. That's but I hear the a lot HBO of people talk series? about it. Yeah, it's an HBO series. Secession. Yeah. But a lot of people talk about it on, like, podcasts that I listen to and stuff like that. But I personally really? don't, I don't know anyone who watches it personally. Don't know Are you into some it. like echo chamber stuff about Secession? Yes, that's, I, I don't. I don't really understand because Game of Thrones, literally everyone was watching, and to the point yeah. you, to the point where you Except had to kind of watch it. Well, no, but we we you Until eventually watched it. Eventually, yeah, but you. Ha- you felt I'm like glad you, had you mentioned to. Game of Thrones because we have a Game of Thrones actor in in this true TV mini mega series as well. Before he went Mr. to the Ben wall. Crompton, yeah. Before he went to the wall, he was uh, before oh, he went yeah, to the wall, right. man. Yeah. yeah. What did he, he was out here doing this thing? What was his name? Ed? He was a virgin, right? Then they always make fun Edison, of him for never Edison, having had Edison Tollett. 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 Yeah. Lord Commander. Tollett. That's right. He was Lord Commander by the end of it. Ed, you have the wall. Anyway, should we mention what oh, we... Here what, we go. Brom, what did we watch? We watched the made-for-TV mini mega film. The sinking of the Laconia out of Boom! the great year 2010. Ooh. We did. The sinking of the Laconia. I was going to look at. I think up, Jamie's fact checking me on some of that or something there. No, no, no. no I, dude, I, was, I, was surprised, I was surprised that the on the Wikipedia, the uh, cover says Alan Bleasdale's The Sinking of the Laconia, right? And usually when you have a name up there, it's like Alfred Hitchcock's something or other. You, I, you would maybe recognize the name. I don't know who this person is. It's a screenwriter. And apparently he's famous enough to be called Alan Bleasdale's Sinking of Laconia. Dude, I was just looking this up because I wanted to see. I wanted to look because I was going to say the best movie from 2010. But then when I looked up best movies from 2010 in the first row... A movie called Titanic 2 shows up. Mm. <laughs> and that one, a tsunami hurls an iceberg into the path of the Titanic. So that one might have to check it out. Right. And it's on our favorite site, Tubi. So might be doing that uh, right after this. Watching Titanic 2. Mm. But yeah, Sinking of Laconia 2010. What is this, like over three hours long or pretty darn I think close it's, yeah, to exa- it? It's basically three hours long. Two 90-minute two episodes. Yeah. Um, 
It's we available should, on YouTube. We should get it into it. It is available it. on YouTube. So if anyone wants to watch it, both parts, click it, stick it. Go for or it. Or ticket. Click it or oh, ticket. Oh, you did not. Seriously? I did. I did that. You're going to bring the law into this? Oh, yeah. People man. seeking justice with Nick Cage? Um, all right, man. You ready to take it away? Explain to these people oh, what boy. on earth this movie's all about. What I, what I was and trying I to do five minutes. Is that kind of what we're limiting ourselves to? Yeah. Do you need to stretch, though? Because it's, it's gonna been be a while. It's going to be a tough one. All right. <clears throat> I mean, they've, we've never got it under five. No, only for the mini episodes. And usually that's for a reason, because it's like a television show or something. All right. Well, here we go. All right. We ready? Dude, you count it down. <sighs> 17, 16. Okay. Uh, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Okay, we open, and it's very confusing. We're introduced to both sides of what's going on. One, we see a submarine, a U-boat, and they're, like, tossing someone overboard. Someone had died, and they're all sad. And then we also see, like, a other guy, like, an English guy, like, dancing with his wife and kids, and you're, like, boring, whatever. But then you get go back to the German guy, and he's basically all sad because someone died on his boat. And uh, they, But they're like, you're great. You've sunk so much tonnage. Think about all the tonnage. And he's like, I'm thinking about all the tonnage, but it kind of sucked that we lost the guy. And they were like, well, no, 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 think about the tonnage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more tonnage than you later. And he's like, okay, I'll think about the tonnage. And so they go off to get more tonnage. And they're basically going into the middle of nowhere. They're like, oh, we're going off by Africa. Like, no one's going to be around and we can just sink some tonnage. Uh, and then anyways, we see the Laconia, which is by definition tonnage. And we see a German lady burning her um, passport and she's like trying to sneak on. And an English guy, the guy we saw dancing with the family, he's looking at her and he's like, looking pretty cute. And she's got this baby. And it reminds me of my family. So I'm going to like help her get onto this boat because she's kind of late. And also she's clearly German. And so anyways, they get onto the boat. There's a bunch of Italian prisoners of war on there. And everyone's sitting there being like, this boat sucks. And the captain's like, this boat sucks. And we're like, everyone hates this boat. And we're running on dog shit fuel. And it, basically we're going to spew a bunch of smoke and be a target for U-boats. Like this sucks. And everyone's like, oh, this is terrible. But anyways, and all the Italian prisoner of war like it's even worse for us because they're all in the, like the bottom in these jail cells and they're being uh, uh kind of covered by the polish uh, uh soldiers and being really poorly treated they're like oh this sucks and like we're not only on this dog shit boat but like we're gonna get sunk but we're in these cages and it sucks and so anyways the german u-boat they're going off and there's a new guy on the boat replacing the dead guy and he's like a giant nerd alert and everyone hates him and they're like razzing him and they cross over the equator and we see this crazy thing where they're like razzing him and forcing him to drink a bunch of alcohol and everyone hates him even the captain the captain's like this uh, this guy Wait, is lame wasn't he drinking like diesel i think it was too much diesel in the in the whatever too much diesel they're the mixing it yeah they were mixing it up oh god <laughs> yeah and so anyways um then uh, we see the boat and he's, they're going along and the captain, they're like going through training, they're firing weapons and stuff like that. And he's looking at the smokestack. We also see a bunch of like socialization. So the, 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 the guy, the English guy with the family, he's like super kind of into this lady with a baby and like helping her out, like looking after the baby at times and like helping her and all this kind of stuff. He also gets informed that his entire family has been killed in the bombing. Um, <laughs> and so he's kind of sad as well, uh, but also into this lady. So it's a, kind of a little strange at that point. Uh, and, uh, a bunch of other people are just like British people who are like, I'm an old lady, but I also like to bone. And then like another person who's like, I'm a young lady and I also like to bone. And that's kind of everyone is more or less interested in having sex with each other. That seems to be the th- general theme on the Laconia at that point. Uh, whereas on the U-boat, they're just looking for tonnage and they look over and they see, they see the smoke <laughs> and they're like, time to take out this tonnage. <laughs> so <laughs> they kind of, uh, they, they just line them up. smooth. <laughs> It's <laughs> just so smooth, Jay. Yeah, and they, they kind of line up the Laconia, and they're like, hey, is, this is the Laconia. And uh, they're like, okay, are they transporting troops? What are they? And they hear them firing their weapons, like, they got to be transporting troops. And so they line up, they shoot the torpedoes. And just, just at that moment, the British guy realizes that the German lady's German. And it's like, holy shit. But then the torpedo goes off. And there's, like, mayhem. And there's one guy who would, like, abandon his kids. And the Italian shoulders are, like, left to die, you know, in the bottom of the boat, uh, which is crazy. And, like, a huge number of them die. Only some of them are able to get out. And everyone, like, piles into these lifeboats um, in the end. And during this whole thing, the German lady's baby falls into the water. And dies, and like, there's not a huge amount actually said about it. It's kind of crazy. Uh, she kind of just like loses her baby, and people are like, "Oh wow, you lost your baby." Um, and so then uh, they're kind of in these lifeboats, and the German captain is like, 
uh, let's go check some things out because they're supposed to get the captain and like the first uh, officer or something, uh, or chief chief engineer from the uh, from the um, boats, uh, you know, as prisoners of war. So they have to go search and see if uh, those people are there. And instead, they hear like the crying of children and women. And he's like, "Shit! Now that I, we've done this, we have to stick around." And like his first officer is like not into his exo is like not into that. He's basically like, "We should have left." Like this sucks. And so, anyways, he starts to pick up the survivors. Uh, which is not like the standard operating procedure of the uh, military on either side, allied or Axis, um, at that point to pick up people. Like there was kind of some standards set in what you do. And that, that actually was going kind of beyond what you were supposed to do. And he piles in like 250 of these mix of prisoners of war and um, civilians. And basically is like, what do we do now? And Germany's like pissed. They're like, Jesus, I got the sitting duck out there. And he's sending off like messages in English being like, uh, I got all these prisoners of war. Anyone want to pick them up? Um, and so he's just, they're, they're just sitting around waiting to see if the British do anything. And the British are basically like, um, no thanks, not into a trap. Ever heard of it? It's a trap. And then uh, they, they're like, okay, what we'll do is we'll like let the Americans know that we like lost a ship and see if they do anything. So the Americans send off like a bomber to go searching. Um, and then they're all like palling around on the submarine. The German lady, they find out she's German. And there's this whole discussion of like, why did she like betray her fatherland? But she's like, no, don't you understand? Germany's horrible. And like, there's that whole thing. And then what else happens on the boat? They try to dive. At one point, they test out the possibility, like, if they get attacked, could they even dive with 250 people on the boat? Answer, no, yeah. not really. Uh, they almost sink. <laughs> they barely are able to get to the surface. So they're pretty sure they can't do that. So the German uh, Navy decides, okay, we'll send a few U-boats over to help them out. So they send two U-boat, U-boats and Italian submarine over to, like, pick up some more survivors. And that actually happens. They offload all the prisoners of war, and they offload some other of the uh, – the, um, civilians and they're left with only like a smaller number a number that they could conceivably um dive if needed um and then the at the very like the the english guy ends up on board and he he's like a true prisoner of war he's the only prisoner of war because he's the highest ranking person they were able to save and then the american bomber comes by and sees the u-boat and they put out all kinds they put out like a red cross and all this stuff and all the civilians are waving on the deck and they're not firing at all but the um American plane decides, okay, we're going to go by and we're going to bomb them anyways. Um, and they're kind of like rookies. And so they bomb them. They almost sink them, uh, but don't quite hit that. They actually kill uh, some civilians, or maybe that was in real life. I don't know if they actually depicted uh, that in the movie. And then they fly away thinking they had sunk the U-boat. And at that point, the U-boat's like, sorry, uh, we got to leave. Um, we tried our best. <laughs> so how about you pile into these boats We'll let everyone know you're here and like definitely don't try to go for Africa. It's too far away um, and see it. And so they do that. They keep the um, English, uh, you know, officer or whatever and off they go. And he's like, basically, I suck. The captain's like, you know, I'm going to get like rejected by the military, ejected from the military. But everyone on the boat's like pretty into it. They're like, give him a medal. And they're like, OK, actually, that we, we did like a good thing. And um, a bunch, all, a bunch of the prisoners uh, or the civilians are rescued, but some of them try to go to Africa, and they like mostly die trying to do that. And then at the very end, we see Germany decide, you know, that's not going to be how we do things anymore. We're not going to, you know, help civilians at all. So like, don't do that anymore. Don't do it. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. The sink. You know, hey, I mean, you're not too far over time. How much was it? Yeah, you were like seven seven minutes and fifty three seconds. Maybe so. if I reduce the amount of time I talked about the tonnage, but it was a pretty important part of the. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, the tonnage was important. The tonnage. Yeah. <laughs> These people looking to bone, but don't worry, on the U boat, they're just worrying about. The tonnage. They are. That's not inaccurate. <laughs> That's. I mean, no, it's very true. Yeah, it's very true. People love tonnage, man. I should have actually mentioned that even when the British people get onto the submarine, they're still interested mostly in boning. Like that, yeah, that old lady, they really are older lady. I shouldn't say old lady. She's not that old. She's still doing okay for herself. I mean, what? She's what? Like 55, 60 ish, right? Something like that. And she's basically looking at all the Germans being like, you guys don't have bed. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's like, oh, hey, if you, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. Yeah. Um, all right. So 
That's sinking in Laconia. Did you guys have... Okay, I did that quick. Were there any parts that I missed that you wanted to, in particular, bring up? Um, no, I, I want to, I'll elaborate, uh, and expand upon, uh, one of the items in my review, but uh, I thought that was a very thorough review and recap for the limited amount of time you had. So that was good. Yeah. And I think honestly, you really I'd, hit the, the highlights there with the tonnage. So that's true. The tonnage and the boning. I mean, honestly, the horny old grandma. You yep. You nailed mm-hmm. it, man. The baby falling overboard. You that got was it. weird. I think the, yeah, that was a little strange. Just very it, weird. It happened very quickly, and then everyone kind of forgot it happened. And, oh, yeah. What was great was that if you stopped the video while that was going, like, it's clearly just, it's it's a baby doll, and they <laughs> dropped it. I'm like, dude, who's yeah. filming? Who's filming that yeah. scene? <laughs> like, it didn't, I get it in uh, focus. Drop that cabbage patch, kid. Let's go. Yeah, I do think the the only thing I will mention is one of the funnier things at the very end, where they maybe were running out of time in their two ninety minute episodes, where someone's they're on this lifeboat heading towards Africa. They're one of the lifeboats that tried to get to Africa, and someone's drinking salt water, and they're like, "Don't do that." And he's like, "No, I heard your. Sp- you, it's like it's good. You can do it." And they're like, no, 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 you're going to die. And they're like, and you'll go crazy before you die. And then it's like, they kind of flash forward and someone dies, like literally in the moment, they're like, oh, he's dead now. But then he's going crazy. He's like, ah, he's going like real crazy. And he falls overboard. And then they're like, oh, shit, he went crazy. And he like fell overboard. And like, oh, wait, there's Africa. And they look over and like literally there's the shore of Africa can be, can be seen. I'm like, maybe you should get the guy, get the guy back, back in the boat. In the boat, yeah. <laughs> maybe get him back in the boat real quick. Like instead of letting I him just do assume that they're like, oh, they're going to grab him and like, right. they'll, like that's just implied that they'll grab him and put him back in the boat. But I, but don't they don't. They're like, happened. no, he's lost. He's crazy now. So that's the end of that. We don't know what the rest of that journey with that crazy guy was like, all right? right. They might be like, thank God, all right? right. I, I kept talking about drinking salt water for six days straight. Said he'd be fine. Well, I was also waiting for someone to show up with that baby later and be like, I found your baby. Um, and like, yeah. got, got the baby before it fell out, it, fell, it drowned or whatever. But, well, that happened with like everything, right? But apparently- With the mom uh, that went missing, no, they're like, oh, Apparently, these are all her. true stories. Like, these all happened in real life. Seriously. Yeah, like that old lady, really? the person- said like she thought her daughter had died and then they met when they got to like shore or whatever and they were all waiting in morocco or casablanca or something and they found each other like oh i guess you were alive and like the that that actually happened she was trying to leave with this baby who was like seven months old or something like that or 14 it was in that one it was 14 months old in real life i should say and she was trying to leave it and she said like yeah it fell overboard while we were all in the things and that was the last we saw the baby yeah, you, so. w- 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 who whose baby was it? Did you say? Was it, well, so in real life, I think it may have been her baby. Uh, oh, actually, her, I, her baby because in this yeah. it was like, like her sister's uh, baby, a refugee yeah. or something. Like no, that. it was her sister's baby. I think I'm okay. pretty sure it was the case that it was her or yeah. her brother's. Yeah, her brother's baby or something. It wasn't her. It was not her baby. But I think it was her relative. Which yeah. is, yeah. which if it was, wow, she didn't care. Yeah, she really didn't. Didn't really, much, yeah. didn't really yeah. seem to care. It was just like, oh, okay, I guess, guess that part's over with. She, she, probably I, she I was feel thinking. Like I still would be way more emotionally broken up though, even if it's not my baby. Like, right. Give no, me but, a baby for ten minutes, and then that happens to the baby that I've had for ten minutes to like watch over. I feel yeah. like I'd be a wreck. No, I agree. Yeah. In real life, but also like at the same time, the English officer just lost his whole family too. So now they're like, kind of free to be with each other yeah, right? maybe just like that that era like i mean you do hear stories about like these are just these people are just their life their their life is just drastically different than the life that That's i mean true. we're we're in a chat room podcasting on a thursday night <laughs> watching thursday night football <laughs> watching the browns Not all of 17 us to 7 i mean and they're from an era where their cities are getting bombed every evening and the so. browns are probably terrible right and the Browns are probably terrible at that time. Right. Not not even worth watching, even if you could, if there no. was some magical service. Actually, probably the Browns were pretty good. Weren't they good back in yeah, the they 40s? Used really in the 40s? Oh, they used to be really good. Yeah, that would have been like right when they came came to into existence, I would imagine. Hmm. But, uh, no, I mean. Kyle, I think we've lost. Have we lost Kyle? 
No, he's there. I can't hear him. I got him. Uh, let's talk about the Browns some more. Or we could do... So the Browns... Okay. Do some, we, start doing some reviews? I think that's right. I think we should probably start doing reviews. See okay. if Kyle, well, see if you Kyle always can go fix second, his audio. And Kyle can't talk, so I guess I will go first. Um, I'm a guy that enjoys his British media. I love to watch a lot of the BBC shows, a lot of your detective dramas, the the Luthers of the world, the Sherlocks, the Wallanders, the Broad Churches. Uh, Andrew Buchan, if that's how it's pronounced, uh, was in Broadchurch. But what I really like about it, you know, it's probably the same quality that we get out of, you know, a lot of the major American networks, but I just can't watch American networks. It just is so hokey and cheesy. And I think a lot of the British stuff, maybe it's their accent, but it helps disguise sometimes maybe a little bit of the writing and maybe some of the lapses and, and good acting here and there. Uh, this movie was, or this mini series, I should say, was just transparently very poorly written and the acting was, was not great. There's a lot of awkward and clumsy scenes as we were starting to allude to there. I thought particularly bad and I'm not just defending my countrymen or anything, but the, the sequence with the Americans was just terrible I I just agree. terribly incorporated in the movie here yeah. they're treating them all like they're cowboys i swear they all had like a uh, a southern or a western accent and the, the dialogue is just so cookie cutter just drivel well, it's just amazing that there was like these level of actors right like you look at the actors who are in the german german cast and you're like oh yeah. those are pretty good then you look at the ones in the english cast and you're like oh solid like really solid then you yeah. look at these American nobodies and like literally they don't even look the ages they're supposed to be. Nothing, yeah. nothing makes any sense with them. And they are terrible. And seriously, the dialogue was like, it was something along the lines of, Hey, what, what do you guys see there? Oh, well, it looks like we got a submarine and it's got the, uh, some lifeboats and they got a, they got a, a red cross painted on the side. Oh, really? That sounds that sounds bizarre. They're like, I think we should take some shots at it. I don't know. Maybe we should take some shots at it. What in tarnation's going on out there in the ocean? All right, we're gonna take a shot. You're okay. You're clear to fire. Yeehaw! And then they they light up the <laughs> the submarine filled with just riddle. You can see like women and children and like elderly like from the angle like that the camera is like positioned like as they're flying over like obviously some distress scenario here this is not some bizarre trap to uh destroy the the american military or or the english or whoever uh and i, I thought that scene was just very poorly incorporated because um uh, i'm sure that obviously that did happen um but i feel like they could have Gave yeah. a better explanation for yeah. how that transpired. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting how it all came to light. And it's all in these like Nuremberg trial kind of transcripts or whatever and how it's described. And there's a, there's a few memoirs as well from the people who were rescued and stuff like that. So, but it's interesting from that perspective, you know, how did they get necessarily the details of what was going on with the American, you know, side of what was going on? Yeah. Um I don't know. I agree. I thought that po that portion of it was by far the worst of the sets, which makes some sense. It's the smallest portion of it. Um, but also, yeah, very clumsily done in some ways. Yeah, there, I think there's one other thing I was going to mention, but I forget what it is now. But uh, I mean, that, that, that kind of was a microcosm of the whole whole film. I think that was, as you said, kind of the, the worst uh, of the acting and writing. But I don't think it was particularly good at many points either. I thought there were some decent performances, but nothing, uh, none of the set pieces that, that were overly rewarding or impressive. Uh, it definitely felt like a made for TV show. I'm a little surprised by the, the IMDb score of a 7.0. I think that's a little high. Uh, I'm going to come in well below that. Oh man, I want to go, I want to go pretty dang low here. Uh, especially from an enjoyment factor. Uh, it did have good, you know, submarine content. Jamie, you mentioned, you know, this, it surprised you a little bit just how much there was here. Um, there was some good submarine content, so I have to give it a few points for that. But I really, from an enjoyment factor, I, I'm not really going to attribute any points to it from an enjoyment 
perspective here, uh, I think I got to give this like a three and a half. Whoa, yeah, I think so. He's back. All right, I always go second, so I can jump in here. Is that is jump it, right in there? Is everyone okay jump. with that? Yep. With that? So, I will say, when I started watching this, I was like, I don't like this pro-Nazi garbage. Oh, that's what I want to mention. they were very heavy on the, hey, Nazis aren't so bad, right? And I'm like, no, hold on a second. Nazis, <clears throat> pretty bad. It's controversial opinion alert, but pretty bad, right? Yeah, um, that was the last thing that I wanted to mention as well. I thought making Dunitz into the hero that he was in this film was pretty surprising. I don't know. Admiral Dunitz might have been a decent guy. Well, but. so by the by the end of it, when they are actually showing, I think what what would have helped, and I I usually wouldn't say this, like I don't love bookending in terms of like movies where you do like a scene in the beginning, scene at the end, almost like a save a private writing, right? Where someone's like sitting in like a <clears throat> cemetery at the end being like, oh boy. And it's like, well, that really add anything to what we just saw. Um, but I think it would have helped to maybe bookend this with the Nuremberg trials. Cause at least you can put into context historically of why this event has some significance to people mm -hmm. and not necessarily put it into the context of almost saying like, Nazis, not so bad, which is not the message you want to send in any right. any way. You do not want to have Unless, your movie like you be can do able it. to be interpreted if, that way. Yeah. You can do it with the right film, with the right script, with the right crew and And, and with the right context. With at least yes. with at least the context being the fact that prior to this event, there were certain rules that were in line for how you treated uh people who were part of shipwrecks as a result of submarines torpedoing them. Like prior yeah. to Laconia, they would give them food and a compass and point them in the direction of land and they wouldn't shoot them <laughs> with like their gun. That was generally what happened. So I'm sure there were examples of that happening where they would, you know, prisoners were shot and all that stuff. But like generally that's what happened. Then Laconia happened and you had this event where this submarine was attacked. And as afterwards, very specifically, uh, Donitz, change those rules within the german military and so by putting it into that context you can at least say this was an important event without <laughs> saying <laughs> that making it seem like you're saying yeah. that nazis aren't bad or whatever so that was my like yeah. as i was watching i was like i'm not into i'm not into <laughs> this <laughs> by the end of it i think the acting was was fun and the story was interesting like i actually learned stuff by the end of it i was like wait is this real and as you read it man, like it's very true to real life as far as you can tell from the historical perspective. So if you're interested in that and kind of learning something from the movies that you're watching, like this is a pretty good example of them laying it out fairly accurately of exactly okay. what was going on. Um, and some really interesting stuff that occurred, even, even down to them, you know, one of the lifeboats attempting to make it to Africa and most of the people on the lifeboat dying, but some surviving and making it like the six, whatever miles, hundreds of miles to shore. And so, I think there's some interesting things there and all that, but yeah, it could have been, it's and again, it's very, very interesting that the screenwriter is the one that gets the Alan Bleasdale's The Sinking of Laconia, because if anything, the weakness here is some of the uh, writing and just the clumsiness yeah, in which you kind sure. of put something to screen with this like historical significance. So yeah, I would have probably come in higher than I am going to come in. But I'm gonna. I'm still gonna come in higher than you, bro. I'm gonna probably come at four and a half, something like okay. that. Four and a half. Ooh. I don't think that's crazy at all. What was the uh, ultimate fate of Admiral Dennett? Was he executed or no? Well, I don't think he was executed. I think, but so so the the context ended up being that they tried to bring this up as an example of why he should be, you know, convicted of war crimes, right? Because this is look, he gave this order to not help, you know, the survivors of torpedoing by their submarines isn't that terrible but then they all of this stuff came out about the laconia and the reason why the order was made and it kind of made everyone look bad on the allied side because they were responding to an actual event rather than just you know broadly saying don't don't help out when the rules of the sea had generally been you know leave the survivors to try to survive don't like mess with them and so no, I don't know. He was convicted. I don't know if he was killed, though. 
Hmm. Let me see. No, he died in 1980, so he was not killed. He he must have hmm. been. He lived in a village until his death, so he was sentenced to 10 years. So he went to jail for 10 years. Hmm. Yeah, so he was he was found not guilty of committing crimes against humanity. I think that's what they were trying to prove with the Laconia Accords or whatever the Laconia laws that he had put in place. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Whoa! Had an alarm going off here. Uh, bring I'll us hop, home, Kyle. We'll just, I'll bring you home, man. And I'm sorry, I didn't. I was having a little technical issue type stuff. That's what I get for trying to look up stuff on the Browns. I started to Google mm-hmm. the Browns, and then everything just totally went to shit. Um, Browns shit was that a intentional? Hey, no, it was not. Okay. It was not. Uh, I will. I don't exactly know what Browns said, but. I thought this was extremely long. Some of the stories, I didn't know all this stuff was true, but some of it, I was just like, why? Why do we have to include so much of this? There's exposition about so much, um, especially like the dad who's a total piece of shit, like left his kids and then. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And then like, like, I don't see them die. I'm going to die. So. Yeah, it's like, eh, whatever. I guess I'll leave them. Uh, and then the whole, that the older woman with her daughter type thing who was married to the piece of shit. And just, there was so much of that going on. And I thought there was so many other things that could be going on with the story. And again, the baby thing was so bizarre because literally they dropped the baby, they dropped this Cabbage Patch Kid type baby down in the water. And then... All of like looked what I mean what all of like four seconds. <laughs> They're like all right, guess I'll wash my hands of that situation because that's over with. Uh, all in all, I don't know. Very lengthy. I think we probably could have taken a whole hour out of this. I am gonna give it like a three point seven five. Three seven five. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess if you're really into British miniseries, maybe you'd be interested in watching it. I mean, the production quality, though, for this TV mini mega movie thing is really well done, I thought. I, I mean, summary. it is good summary. Better than action. we've seen in other movies. Not going yeah. to bring up 2010 Moby Dick because that movie was nearly perfect, but. Um, I'm sure. Might have looked a little bit better than that. Did anyone give? Did any of us give it a 2010 as our score? No, and that's a mistake. That's a missed opportunity right there. Yeah, mistake right there. Really screwed that up. <laughs> really throw, really throw off the uh, averages there. That one. <laughs> uh, we might have did a should have been episode 2010. Am I right? Oh. That's a yeah inside. Is it not an inside joke? That's a running long running joke. Yeah, yeah. I have to go back and listen. Don't know if we did it or not. I don't think we did, but maybe we did. We should have if we didn't. Craziness, craziness. I mean, it would be on you. You're the one that does it. I know, but I forget a lot of my running jokes. Like in this one, I didn't even mention the fact that uh, Brian Cox is sitting there being like, "I'm not made for war. I'm made for this." And you know, you know, he does. <laughs> he pulled out his Brian Cox. <laughs> 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 right yeah look at him look how pleased he is with himself over there just smiling He's like that. oh yeah i hadn't done it in so long i know i know yeah i remember the I first even... time you did it, it blew me away like we were sitting face to face and you said that and i was like what the fuck did he just say <laughs> when you're talking about the the phantom then yeah yeah I'm sorry, Anyways, Phantom? Yeah, Phantom. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you were the one that brought it up first. I don't think so. You said, I thought you said, whatever. We can go back and listen. You know what, yeah. everyone, go back to listen to episode one. It's a really good episode. Very high quality. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely listen to no that No dogs one barking or anything. Yeah. Mm-mm, nothing. <sighs> okay. Anyways, anyways. So uh, we're not super high on this movie. Great, great to be gone for two months and come back to a three to four rating movie uh, is what it is so you got any uh 
You usually got some, you got some trivia for us on this bad one. I actually don't. Although I should have I should have really searched Google Books because that's usually where I find my the best trivia. I'm not sure how much people are uh, really talking about this. I, there are some things on IMDb that are mildly interesting, like goofs. Did you guys notice the lifeboats? Uh, the number of lifeboats changed from shot to shot. I actually did. At one point, I was like, "There's only two lifeboats," but later there was like four. I was like, "Oh, that makes more sense." Because they talk about daisy chaining it. I feel like if you only have two. Why would you even talk about daisy chaining? It just attached <laughs> yeah. the two to the boat. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, not hard. Not to call it daisy chain. Uh, and then an alternate version, in the German version of this movie, they dubbed everyone in German. So it doesn't make any sense because everyone's acting like they don't understand each other, but they're all speaking German. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So those are the two things. Um, the only other thing, well, should I do Phantom Zone first or should I do the, Ed, the weird Ed Harris connection to this one? Because there is a pretty <laughs> substantial Ed Harris connection. Really? Yeah. You guys didn't... Did you guys not hear about Tell this? Tell me more. Oh, so in the original script of this, the Randy old lady, who's like super horny all the time, um, she's actually married to Ed Harris. So it's it's actually makes... It's just like the German dubbing, right? Like everyone's confused. That's why they're confused. Like here, you might be confused. Wait, why is this lady so horny? I don't understand. But originally it was Ed Harris like standing next to her the whole time. And so it's like much more believable and understanding oh. why she's like so horny all the time. Cause Ed Harris is right there, but then Amazing. they actually like a natural pheromone. Right. And then, but he ended up having to shoot something else uh, shortly thereafter. And so he actually had to leave halfway through production. So they digitally removed him from the movie. That's why it's they, at some, at some points you can actually kind of see it's like a hazy figure next to her where they've like digitally removed him. And that's like the horniest scenes are the ones where he was actually, then he was, she was able to dial it back later in the, in the movie um, when, you know, he wasn't part of the production anymore. I mean, that makes sense, man. With the, as you talked about the pheromones, bro, I'm just emitting off the, through the grease off his abs. I mean, sure. any woman. It's like his glands are located in his abs. Actually. I, I read that somewhere. They call them fair Edmones. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> <Just> straight face. <laughs> Anyways, uh, should we do Phantom Zone? Because very quick. Phantom Zone is very easy this time. Is it seriously? All right, man. Here we go. We're going to queue it on up. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. Kyle, what do you even mean, is it easy? Did you not recognize Admiral Donuts? A.K.A. Thomas Krishman. I even said at the beginning. I think he's been in five, right? Crazy. Four or five. He's Crazy. been in a million of our ones. He's in the Das Boot TV series. He was a voice in Greyhound. I'm trying to even find the others. He was in U571. What uh, other ones he was in? He was in a bunch of them. There's even more than that. I think he's in five. At least four. He got the four. I can't. Yeah, there's there's other ones in here, but those are the ones that I'm seeing right now. He's uh, just thinking born Laconia, to say. I know. It's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I guess when you're a German actor, maybe you sit there and go, oh, "I guess I'm going to be a Nazi again," and you just keep on doing. Just getting typecast. Yeah. Did we watch the Sea Wolf? Oh no, that doesn't seem like it. it's maybe not a. I don't think that was a, that tricked me too. Yeah, it's not a. The uh, sea it's not a, wolf. a submarine uh, movie. Well, it's like how they got that one movie, Submarine, right? It's not really about a submarine. It's like, come on, right, guys. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so, basically, oh, In Enemy Hands. He was in Enemy Hands. There you go. That was the one. Ooh. He played uh, the Nazi captain in that that uh, befriended uh, William H. Macy, right? Yeah. And they were, like, super into each other at the end. Oh, man. What was mm-hmm. all that? Shoot. Smoking cigarettes, sharing wives. What the heck was that? Um, it was all about that disease, right? That everybody we had to get you had to get like vaccinated for oh, from yeah. college. What the uh, heck is that? Meningitis. Meningitis. Ah, uh, right, meningitis. And crabs. Movie, movie became all about meningitis. It's like I don't know what's happening here. Um, all right. Another, wow. What, what was the movie where they were t- testing people for or checking for crabs and stuff? Wasn't that das one boot. of them? The other? Das Boot. That was Das Boot. Okay. Das Boot. In Enemy Hands, Das Boot. Kind of the same thing. Uh, yeah. Unbalance. No. What? All right. Both had uh, pro Nazi themes. Well, not pro Nazi, but acknowledged that there were some Nazis that weren't 
total scum of the universe. I don't know. If it was, I don't even really think of Das Boot like that. I think of Das Boot more. It's just it's just a military movie. Right. That's what I mean. Well, like, but this, one, this one definitely a, had a more sympathetic view of like just the men in war and yeah. the trials and tribulations. Well, because of they war. had that that one political officer, right? That was just like super gung ho pro Nazi, and everybody is like, "Get this guy out of here!" Like he's crazy. Yeah. Because he kept trying to hang up like the flag, and everybody's like. No, like definitely, definitely not an anti-Nazi. Yeah, that's like, true. That's a good. That's actually a good point because I, th- yeah, I do remember them saying kind of similar to this, where they were they were sailors before. Yeah, you know Hitler was around. Right. Yeah. We were on we were on U boats before that, so we've been we've been doing this longer than Nazis or whatever. But whatever. This was this seemed a little bit more uh, <laughs> a little more uh, egregious in that in that respect. Yeah. All right. Ready to keep plugging away here? Okay. You got, yeah. you got some? I have. There has actually been, since we have like been on this little hiatus, there has been a ton, 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 tonnage of tonnage. submarine news. So I figured. A metric tonnage. Metric tonnage. I was going to come in here and be like, sinking of the begonia? Oh, begonias worldwide. But then everybody would be like, Kyle, this isn't forecast. Not yet. That's true. It's not a forecast. Um, Give it time. Give it time. (laughs) It will be. So anyway, I have got some news. Unless, unless. What? Are we sure we still, do do we definitely not want to turn this into a a river rating podcast? All right. Because that was my favorite thing. If we start doing river ratings all the time. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna have to actually go out on location and rate some rivers i bet there's a geo guesser for rivers like just river shots and you have to guess which river you're on oh that could be fun it'd be yeah. so hard no no we'd be experts we'd be like well, the foremost experts by the time we were done i suppose we would be but starting out it'd be pretty brutal but all right we've got some sweet news coming your way Okay, so if anybody isn't aware and you're just a fan of the show, you might not be a fan of submarines, but you're a fan of us because you love us because we're that cool and we need that validation in our lives, um, please rate us. Five out of five. Anyways, just kidding. Um, If you are unaware, there has been stuff going on in the Southern China Sea. Is it the Southern China? Yeah, the South China Sea. So a U.S. submarine, a fast attack submarine, hit an under an unidentified underwater obstruction. And this area is a hot spot uh, because there's a lot of claims to who owns what and a lot of tension over there. And uh, so for the U.S. to have to admit that we have a fast attack submarine over there waiting and that had to surface and had to leave the area definitely put um, China on alert definitely made them not super happy um, all kinds of articles on this we can, we'll post some articles on it but um, the uh, foreign ministry spokesman for China said they are alleging that the US is covering this up and it says it's irresponsible attitude, stonewalling, and cover-up practice. But then it was kind of funny because the uh, defense press secretary, John Kirby, said, uh, "This and I quote, it's an odd way of covering something up when you put out a press release about it. So the U.S. did straight out um, come out and say, I think it was like a week later, that yes, something got hit. 11 sailors, 11, 12 sailors were injured. Nobody was seriously injured, but we had to hightail it out of there. And uh, people report that they saw the sub leaving, uh, running on the surface the whole time to Guam. So a lot of secrecy in the sub world. So it makes big news when all of a sudden one has to surface in a hotly contested area. Another... Fun thing going on in the sub world, fun depends on which side you're on, I suppose, is that there's a lot of missile testing going on right now as well. Um, 
might be aware China's just been testing hypersonic missiles. Um, North Korea's launching ballistic missiles, not hypersonic. But um, Russia has now claimed that they have had a successful test of their hypersonic Sirkan missile from a submarine. And the thing that's important about this is if you look at the, uh, and they claims it can go nine, nine times the speed of sound. Um, so that's, that's gotta be Mach nine, right? Is that how that works? That's Mach nine. I don't, is that no how that idea. works, Jamie? You don't I, know? I No, I don't. What? You Mach know. nine, nine times the speed of sound. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. 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 I think that's Mach. That's Mach nine, right? I would think so. Well, I know this one. So um, the U.S. has a missile that can go Mach 20, uh, but that has to be launched from an airplane. So How fast can you run, though? How fast can I run? Like mm-hmm. Mach 0.003. That's actually maybe pretty accurate. Really? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up real quick. Look it up. Look it up. All right. <laughs> and... Um, what the heck was I talking about? I get easily distracted. So um, Russia has said that they have successfully tested this hypersonic missile, which can be launched from a submarine, which means they could park it offshore somewhere and just be waiting. Maybe a little slow. That's slow? 0. 0.003 is 2.3 miles per hour. I can, I can go faster than 0. 0.003. Well, that's, that's your walking speed. That's walking yeah. speed. It's like walking. You're just like walking along. All right. I and mean, that's not even like a fast walk. I walk faster than that. How many miles could you do in an hour? Walking? No, running. Like running? a running. <sighs> Jamie, I don't know at this time. Okay. Fine. I'll leave it. Maybe. Well, all right. When I'm on the treadmill, it's like 6.7 miles an hour. That's the, that's the speed I run okay. at. So it sounds like you go 0. 0.009. Mach 0. 0.009. Okay. All right. Good. Figured it out. A relative scientist. Anyways, that's the news. We've got subs running into stuff in the South China Sea. Russia, Russia uh, is launching missiles from submarines. And that's what I've got. And there's, there's even more. I mean, we can, we can bring it up in future episodes because we're definitely going to be recording more episodes. Don't worry about that. Because uh, there was that also that whole like submarine trader thing. Yes. Yes. Where they were selling selling some selling secrets. secrets. Yeah. Selling and secrets. there was always like they sounded like they were trash people who were like trash. Uh, Zach's wife t- said that uh, she sent us a message that said we should do a uh, true crime series on. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh, that could be pretty fun. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a uh, lot of lot of uh, juicy stuff right now going on in the sub world. If you know where to look, if you just Google the word submarine, that's how you look. So that's what I've got. All right, Brom. Mr. Sunglass, sexy man. What up? I live for this shit. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. Do you like that Vin Diesel triple X impression? It's all about the family. I live for this shit. It's like Jamie's favorite movie. Kind of like Sylvester Stallone, but not quite. That's how you make it. That's how you do a good Vin Diesel impression. I thought you were saying you don't like Sylvester Stallone, and I was going to be very worried for a second. No, I did not say that. Okay. (laughs) I did not say that. What I will tell you is tonight we are back with The Countdown here on Submersion, presented by Mackie Studios. It's your boy... B-Rom coming in with the top 10 made-for-TV films of all time. Ooh. These are, uh, with the help of, oh, shit, actually, I don't remember now, Screen Rant, I think. With, uh, <laughs> Wait, are you sure with, it's not Homes, uh, Homes for Mom or whatever? It's not the uh, A Place for Mom Senior Living <laughs> blog. I'm glad you remember. Do give D- Donna a shout though if you are looking for a place for mom. 
this is from Screen Rant, utilizing Rotten Tomatoes scores here for the best TV movies of all time. Bear in mind that they haven't always, you know, been able to accumulate critic scores for older ones. So something like Brian's song, you know, probably would have made the list, but they don't have a Rotten Tomatoes score on that. Mm. But uh, regardless, with that. With that uh, little caveat out of the way, number 10, Room 237, 2012 documentary with a 94% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Who's familiar? Anybody? It's The Shining. Jamie's the Shining familiar. documentary. It is. Room 237 is a documentary entirely dedicated to the analysis of the hidden meanings and secret hints that supposedly surround Stanley Kubrick's, <clears throat> pardon me, Stanley Kubrick's adaptation of Stephen King's The Shining. Several different perspectives on the subject are presented, making for a gripping experience. You watched that one, Jamie? You I've like actually never seen it. I'm I'm not super into conspiracy stuff, so that one oh, that one's conspiracy that one's pretty theories. that one's pretty deep into the conspiracy stuff because there's the whole like uh, Kubrick fake the moon landing uh, angle mm. to some of that. Mm. Oh, interesting. I might actually check that out. Number nine, The Return, 2003, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. This Golden Globe-nominated drama follows the unexpected journey of two boys in the Russian wilderness. After the father they never knew resurfaces, Audrey and Ivan have to face an entirely new range of emotions and thoughts. The Return. If that sounds scintillating, check out The Return, 2003. It does not. Number eight. Go ahead, Jamie. It does not sound scintillating. No? Nope. Not for you? No. Number eight, Not Quite Hollywood, The Wild Untold Story of Ozploitation, 2008, mm. 95%. A 2008 documentary that dives deeper into the 1970s Australian film industry, praising the incredibly talented people behind the industry at the time and educating new generations on the splendid history of Australian filmmaking. That's that's more up my alley. Well, there you go. Check it out. Not quite Hollywood. Congratulations to the Cleveland Browns who just won. There we go. Four and three. Number seven, Being Elmo, A Puppeteer's Journey, 2011, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. The film peeks behind the curtain and explores the life of the man behind the puppet, the man who brings Elmo to life, Kevin Clash, in a lighthearted and sweet manner. While you Elmo stands out there, Dude, Check out being Elmo. My daughter would love that. <laughs> or would she? She'd be like, a, ah. a Oh yeah. <laughs> Breaking the the movie magic or television magic of Elmo. Yeah. Mm. Ruin her life. Maybe it like totally fucks her up. Maybe. Number six, behind the candelabra. We're talking about behind the curtains and thing. You're behind the candelabra. 2013, 95 percent. You know this one? Oh yeah, this is the one with uh, isn't uh, not Mike, uh, Mike. It's Matt Damon. Matt Damon and why am I forgetting his name? Michael Douglas, right? I don't know. Yeah. It says uh, singer Liberace had a feverish and complex love affair with the young Scott Thorson that lasted for half a dozen years and became one of the most talked about relationships of that time. 2013's Behind the Candelabra stars none other than Matt Damon and Scott in a movie depiction of this convoluted love affair that took home two Golden Globes. It's interesting that Matt Damon's getting such a play in that. I mean, obviously, he's one of the main stars or whatever, but Michael Douglas does play Liberace in that one. So you would have thought. Number five, Los Angeles Plays Itself, 2003, 96% Rotten Tomatoes. Tom Anderson takes a magnifying glass to L.A. and depicts how the city has been used by studios, distorting the perception of the people and the place itself in the process. A beautiful love letter to one of the most famous places on Earth. That sounds really, actually, that's, I don't think I've ever heard a description of a movie that's more up my alley than that one. I love settings of movies and how weird they can get in that very specific way. <laughs> well, then you're going to love number four. The Salton Sea plays itself. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Check out the Salton Sea, though. For anyone that wants to do a big uh, deep dive down a rabbit hole, that's a fun one. <laughs> Number four, though, a film unfinished, 2010, 97% Rotten Tomatoes, after the Second World War. An unfinished movie depicting life in the Warsaw Ghetto was discovered, only for historians to thoroughly analyze and find out the extent of manipulation going on behind the scenes in the movie industry pre-World War II. So you're in the Polish ghettos there. Uh, number three, 49 and up, 2005, 97%. This one sounded a lot to me like uh, Richard Linklater's Boyhood, which I also did not see. But in 1964, director and producer Michael Apted, I believe is how it's pronounced, filmed a series of seven-year-old kids. And every seven years, he kept visiting them up until the point they reached the mark of 49. Their dreams, love stories, and careers are followed thoroughly through the eyes of the camera. Yeah, so I, I actually saw, I've watched Seven Up, Seven, I guess it was, the original one was called Seven Up or whatever. Uh, I watched that first one. I never watched the rest of them, but it's like a famous series every seven years. I heard oh, okay. I heard that last one, 49 and Up, I heard that one wasn't the best in the in the group. And it kind of gets, okay. it kind of gets kind of crazy because some, some of the kids kind of leave. They say like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to be part of this anymore. And they come back and, uh, and all that stuff. But. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd say that one's up my alley. I'd kind of like to check that out. Yeah, the only I, the only critique I've heard is that it uh, it, it kind of context again context it kind of plays a little bit into stereotypes of of early England or that that time frame of England. Um, oh, and kind it's of, English. Okay. Yeah, it's British, and it kind of tries to take some kids who are of lower class and to pick them in such a way being like, Oh, look at this like lower class kid. Like he's going to be trouble or whatever. And so there's some presumptions made about the kids that I think people took offense mm. to, um, as the series sure. went on. Almost finished here though. Number two, life itself, 2014, 97% short little synopsis for you. It's a heartfelt, sincere biography that documents the life of Pulitzer prize winning film critic, Roger Ebert. Oh, I've never seen that, but I do like Roger Ebert. Well, we're we're in, up in the stratosphere here with a 97% score. He, it's a beloved made-for-TV documentary there, or biography, rather. Uh, number one, with a 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes, 2009's Afghan Star. Afghan hmm. Star is a documentary that follows four contestants of the show it's named after, but the stakes are higher than they could ever be in the UK, US, or in Europe. The finalists all plead for unity and pursue their dream, in spite of the fact that their participation participation in the show alone is almost a death sentence. Really? Afghan stall. I've actually never heard, heard of like none of these that you've listed here, so I gotta I gotta do some serious watching here. There you go again. Thanks to screenrant.com there. For curating that list, and thanks to Rotten Tomatoes for their wonderful aggregate of critic scores out there. That is my top ten made-for-TV movies of all time. If you didn't notice, the sinking of the Laconia didn't quite make the cut. Man, neither did uh, that Sam Neill movie we did. But, dude, you also forgot to give a shout-out, you mentioned it, but to the Salton Sea for just being a total piece-of-shit vacation spot, right? Hmm. I said go down that rabbit hole, check it out. I mean, it might actually drive some tourism to it. It'll just be, be kind of fun. Disappointed, Bucket right? list item, just like the submersion crew does the Salton Sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we just live out that review that guy left. We're like, wow, this place does. Just a body. Maybe expand our river podcast to just body of water podcast. Yeah. As an excuse to like go away for guys' weekends and guys' <laughs> trips. Oh, we got to go to the lake. Got to check it out. If we, I mean, honestly, if we if we could monetize that and like make it our jobs, like our. Wives, significant others, cats, if you're me, couldn't complain. No, they couldn't. They could not. They would not be allowed to. Just Legally. an idea. Just an idea. Legal, yeah, they'd have to sign Floating an agreement. And out there. Have to sign an agreement and say, you cannot complain. 
Not a oh, chance. Shit, guys, we don't we don't have we don't have Zach facts or anything. We don't have Zach facts. I mean, man. I think we're actually. This is it. Crazy. You, know, you got a J archive or anything? Oh my god, I forgot the J archive today. Well, let me. Hold on. I'm actually curious just to see if there is actually Laconia. Let's Any Laconia, Laconia questions? I feel, I feel like hit us. This I feel like the Laconia has to be on Jeopardy. Ancient capital Laconia. No. Spartans region Laconia. No. Ancient city state of Laconia. No. Laconia conquered Osipity. No. Military jail in this capital of Laconia. No. Laconia has only been mentioned in the context about, of being a Greek city. What about Oh. I'm, that's almost certainly going to be the case. Donuts. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch for us. Yeah. Donuts. Oh, that one is on there. Let me find it. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, it was a triple stumper in the Navy. Oh. At least give us that. Bring, yeah. Send us out with this triple <laughs> okay. stumper here. This German Admiral's Wolfpack sank so many ships in World War II, he should have been named Duncan. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, do you want the uh, easiest one from that one in the Navy? Yeah. The 200. An incident involving the USS Maddox led to the USA's full-scale involvement in this war. Oh, that would have to be World War II. That is not World War II. So there's... Oh, sinking. It's, it's kind of crazy that the U.S. involvement in wars often are attributed to some kind of incident. Because like USS Maine would be another one that you could mention, right? Because that's how we ended up in the Spanish-American War, is like mm. the blowing up of the USS Maine. But no, USS Maddox is... Mm. Kyle, do you have a guess? Hold on. Oh, I guess that was one of the ships Hold that sunk during the Pearl Harbor. Gulf War. Nope. It is Vietnam, the Gulf of Tonkin. Wow. The Gulf of Tonkin Vietnam. incident. Gulf of Tonkin huh. incident. Triple stumper. Triple stumper. Dang. Hmm. On the 200, it was a triple stumper? On the 200, triple stumper. Wow. And hopefully I got my facts right for the USS Maine. I think that's right. Sank in Havana Harbor. Yeah, Spanish American War. Look at me. Don't even worry about it, guys. Don't even worry about it. I don't know enough about the Vietnam War. Me my either. dad even fought in it. So, okay. I guess you could watch Rambo. That's that'd be a good starting point, I guess. I doubt that, but I, I could I could watch some First Blood. I won't turn that down. Vietnam in HD, narrated by Michael C. Hall. Highly recommend it. That's the guy that played Dexter, right? Yeah. Really I well just done. Watched, I just watched Above the Law, starring Steven Seagal, and it opens with the scene in Vietnam, so good starting point. There you go. I was wondering how that was going to tie in. <laughs> I've, I've, since we've watched Under Siege, I've heard people talk about and like tout the film Under Siege like so often. Well, we were like just now that it's like, it's yeah, so now good. that I know what it is, like you, it's one of those you just are aware of it. It was like the song uh, Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. Like someone would have asked me like 10 years ago, like, have you ever heard this song? No, I don't know what this is. But once you know it, like it's everywhere. Mm. It's kind of like that with Under Siege. Like, everyone's talking about under siege i feel like it's the movie of the year in 2021 they should put that on the cover of the dvd box they should remaster it and say that because everyone loves that movie 4k steelbook under siege and there's a sequel with trains right yes right yeah yeah we need to watch it though yeah 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 uh yeah 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 Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 